we yeah. can't say yes to everything because if we do, mm-hmm. there will be a lot of shitty gigs. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in this 28th episode, I'm here with Noah Moncton. Throughout this podcast, we discuss Noah's origin story, the high loves, being a band in 2023, and songwriting. We also play the producer's game. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that works in it, lives it, loves it, and surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming a longtime friend and fellow Toronto-based musician, Noah Moncton. He's also the frontman of the High Loves, which, fun fact for y'all, <laughs> with a little bit of Matt lore, is, uh, was my first band here in uh, the city of Toronto. <laughs> the High Loves are a pop rock band from Canada's creative capital, Toronto. Formed in 2018, the four-piece group is composed of lead singer and guitarist, No Moncton, lead guitarist, Marco Stojanovic. The bird. The bird. <laughs> uh, keyboardist, Jer- Jeremy Ugro, and drummer, Jaden Spanier. Their music is the uh, sonic equivalent of waking up in a good mood. A tight blend of danceable hooks, soaring vocals, <laughs> guitar that heals as it squeals, and 80s authentic synth knotted together in an addictive, unstoppable march. <laughs> These are songs for every summer, for belting on the road trips, for singing into a shower head, and for playing loud when you just need to feel good. And it's great on this fucking warm summer day that we got here in Toronto. Um... For more information and, get, and to get in touch with Noah, check out his Instagram page or the High Loves Instagram pages at Noah Moncton or the band's Instagram at thehighloves.com. Uh, at the High Loves or visit their website, thehighloves.com. So, for, <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome Noah Moncton to the pod. Hey, yo. Oh. A little applause. That's a loud applause there. Turn that down. Nice. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Good, good. good. Yes. You're coming back from a trip. Yes. Tessalon, Ontario. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out one time. Hey, it's wow. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just off the plane. Ah, fresh mm-hmm. off the plane, got on a streetcar <laughs> and a train and a, and a car, yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles? Uh, yeah. There you go. Living the rock star life. Let's get started here. Um, first question we always ask on the pod, your favorite experience in the live industry as a fan like a like a show that you've been to Ooh. in your life. Um, okay, your f- okay. favorite experience. Favorite experience. Uh, That's okay. So <laughs> if you can, yeah, yeah, if you can bring it down one. to one. Yeah, I don't know if I can right now, but I think I'll. In recent memory, um, I went and saw this band uh, from LA called the Lemon Twigs Whoa, okay. at the uh, Great Hall, and I'd seen them before in 2017. I was like an instant fan. Great showmanship. Great songwriting. And they've just evolved immensely, and they put out a record like a week before the show. And I actually didn't even know that they were playing. I didn't know the record was coming out. I was just like, oh, I wonder what this band is up to. I checked out, and they just literally just released that record and listened wow. to it. It's awesome. And, yeah, such a great show. They mm-hmm. like showmanship is incredible, and they're playing. It's all like it's just pure talent. So yeah, really learned a lot from that show. Had a good time. That's great. Yeah. 
I was gonna say I was I was at River and Sky with Pleasure Crab this weekend, and we were talking about the high lows, but we were also talking about you individually in regards to you're going to a lot of shows. Try to, yeah, yeah. You try to go to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have one more wreck? Oh, another wreck for like a show that I saw. Yeah, Ways Blood. Yeah, okay. Ways Blood was really good. Uh, Toronto based man. Uh, no, she is. F- I don't know in the states where she's from, but. Uh, I should know because I really like her music. Yeah. Um, but she played at the Danforth. Um, yeah, saw that show. It was amazing. Just like incredible vocalist and the songwriting too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And performance. It was uh, yeah, it was great. Check mm-hmm. check out Ways Blood for Whoa. sure. All right. Yeah. For you, what what does it mean to go to a bunch of these shows? Like, and why is it more like for the connections? Is to is it to go check out how other people are doing, like you know, the show or with the experience or how the fans are reacting to these certain things? Like, where is it, where is it coming from? Yeah. Well, you know, for one, I think I'm just like kind of addicted to live music. I do love it very much. And I think like any kind of show is just like a night well spent, even if it's might not be like what I deem to be a great show when I see it. It's just like, I, I think I really like learning from them Mm -hmm. as like as a performer as well. Uh, I always find I learn something, even if like maybe I don't like the genre or in that moment the performance. There's like, oh, maybe that's not what I like. What I won't do, but I like those two shows I I mentioned. I learned like so much from. Yeah, just how they might connect with the audience, transitions between songs, like uh, just overall performance and vibe, stage setup. You know, there's so much that goes on to into a show that like. You know, I don't think about. I'm like, <laughs> totally, well, maybe totally. I should be thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were talking about just before we hit record about some of the shows that y'all been doing because hmm. the highlights have been playing a lot lately um, in the summer and just uh, around. Do you have a? The next question is: Do you have a favorite experience in the live music industry as a performer? As a performer, one of your favorite shows. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean. We've had a lot of great experiences. I've been very, like, I think as a band, we've been very fortunate that we've had, like, great audiences, great crowds, played great places, great venues, and with a lot of other, like, fantastic uh, musicians as well. Um, I th- Like, our, our last show, not this last one, like, our, we played a show on Sunday. That was awesome. But I think our Friday, July 7th release show that we did might, I think that was maybe our best performance as a band. I think yeah, yeah, you know, we yeah. incorporated a bunch of new songs into the set. We put a lot of work into this, the the set, like a lot of rehearsals before, probably like 20 hours worth, and just a lot of planning, and uh, I think it really paid off. So that, that felt great, and the crowd was, I, you know, really feeling it, I felt like. Yeah, you know, yeah, There was yeah, a yeah. lot of interaction, and, you know, the vibe was just really good. Like, I think the buzz kind of carried... Yeah, after the show was done, and uh, and that's always a good sign. Like that's great. Yeah, I heard y'all had a couple cowbell features on that oh, show. Oh yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, we got River up there. Yeah, got Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heard great things about that show. So yeah. oh, thanks. Congrats on the release again. Yeah, thank you. Please go check out Change It. Change It by the High Loves on the everywhere basically. Yeah, everywhere you can <laughs> check it out everywhere. Um, we're moving on now to the second sort of part here. Um, Erica Badu's quote. The, the, the audience knows it, for those who have been listening in the past episodes, but music and music business are two different things. Moving on to the music business sort of thing here. Music and music business are two different things. What are your first instincts when you hear that? Uh, true. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 fully, yeah, you know? totally. 
uh, where do you stand in that? Do you divide it? Do you think it, it's something that's that lives that coincides? Is it easy for you to divide it? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's easy, but I do try and divide it. Yeah, like I think of maybe it is in percentages. Like, sure, what is like the effort I put into my like the music, and then the effort I put into like the business side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being in a band, I think it's different because each member puts like more of their effort into different things. So personally, just because I think I've, I'm interested in the business side, uh, I put more into the business than maybe the other guys do right now in the band and they put more into music. But I think for me right now, it's at least for this summer, cause I'm not writing anything right now really, or like in the production mode, it's probably like 30% music, 70 business. Yeah. Which is like, sounds really like weird. No, <laughs> like, no, but I don't sometimes like you need to do that. It's, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I, I think so. Yeah. Cause it's, well, cause it's like, especially cause we've put, we went through a phase where it was like 80% music, 20% business. Yeah. And then, so it's like, we have that music and now it's like the business is more just exposure to what we already created, you know? Cause it's like, part of me would love to do a hundred percent music all the time. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. be so happy. Totally. <laughs> totally that, but yeah. it's like, but then it wouldn't maybe reach as many people and you wouldn't be doing like as good of a service to what you already made. Whoa, there you go. No. Clip it. No. Uh, no, do you think like, do you think in 2023 bands and artists um, need to think about like that percentage a little bit more than, than beforehand? You know, the business percentage? The business percentage mm. of it. Uh, I don't, I only know maybe what I think we need to do as a band. I sure. don't like, I really can't say for what everyone else does because some, you know, everyone's projects are all different. But I think that from my experience that like, putting the energy into the business, it's not a bad thing. It's not like it like mm-hmm. it is like music business. I think it's like a, a bad rep, but it's uh, it really it's it's just a connection business. I think, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's about like it's it's about connecting with people that, you know, you would hope would enjoy what you've made. I think that's at least how I think about yeah, it. And yeah, then yeah. there's some kind of lame stuff with the like, you know, <laughs> reading the contracts or sure, sure, jotting sure. the 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 I's crossing the T's. Yeah. But it's important. And I think it does carry the rest of the show along. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into the origin story. Oh, yeah. No, Moncton. Um, where did you grow up? For the audience. Oh, yeah. I know. But for, 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 for the people listening. For sure. Yeah. I'm from uh, Victoria, B.C. There you uh, go. Yeah, the capital of Vancouver Island, just off of the coast of... Vancouver city in BC. Uh, yeah. Beautiful British Columbia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what, what was your like musical upbringing? Like what was like, was your, were your parents musicians? Was like you, were your brothers? Like, mm. I know you're the oldest, you're the yeah. eldest as well. Um, what was it? What was that like? Did you have a bunch of family members that were in the, in, in, in the industry even? Not in the industry really. Uh, so I've kind of fig- had to figure that out. For the most part, but I am very fortunate that both my like mom and my dad were very musically inclined. Yeah. My mom didn't really play anything, but she like signed me up for piano lessons pretty early on. My dad d- uh, did play drums and sang, um, like for fun. Yeah, uh, and had like a guitar that he played for fun. Uh, so like definitely, and he loved it. So I think I got a lot out of like seeing him play it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like music is just something that like the whole f- my whole family especially, like, my dad's side, I think, is, like, more inclined towards, like, all my brothers, like, just listen to music all the time, and they'll be mm. recommending stuff to me, and they can all play instruments, even though they don't, like, 
regularly. I think they have the knack to kind of pick it up. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you remember like your first like musical? Some of your first musical moments was it in those lessons, like those piano lessons, like that your mom put you in? Uh, yeah, I definitely there was some like I, I, uh, the, the lessons I was in was like very classical. It was like the, the train classical training for like piano, the CRM like CRM, kind of thing. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think of the the term, yeah, um, which was great. I definitely learned a lot of like uh, technique and and everything, but. I don't think, like, as a kid, I was super interested in all that. Sure. Like, I still loved hearing the music, but I just kind of wanted to, like, make my own stuff a lot of the time and just mess around. Yeah, yeah, Or, yeah. like, learn kind of pop songs or rock songs that I was, like, hearing at the time. And it just wasn't, like, I couldn't articulate that properly as a kid to like, yeah, my yeah. parents, I guess. And so eventually I, I, like, dropped out of piano. But I do remember, like, there was a couple of times where I was, like, I learned a couple of things, like, how to chord properly or, like do a few things and then I'd like started messing around and was like making a song and I was like, Ooh, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's yeah. not that bad. You know? Yeah. When did like guitar and bass come into, uh, come into the fold? Um, that came in, I think when like, again, I, I mentioned my dad played like drums and, and sang and he had a cover band when I was younger. Yeah. I yeah. started with like my stepmom at the time and some friends. And so, like, I'd see them rehearse, and then I was like, oh, guitar and bass, it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah. like, rock band and Guitar Hero were a thing, yeah, right? Sure. And everyone was just playing that. And, you know, I always loved the sound of guitars. Uh, and then so I just kind of, when I'd see him rehearse after his rehearsal, I kind of, like, asked his um, one of his buddies to, like, teach me bass. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. like, played, it was a guitar player, but he taught me bass. And then so that's kind of how I picked it up there. And then I just kind of, I was hooked, and I just tried to learn every song I could that I liked. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. like a Metallica bass book when I was younger. <laughs> Sick. Sick. And then like, you know, ACDC <laughs> stuff. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And just like any anything I was I was hearing, I would try and learn on guitar. Mm-hmm. What was what was like the um like at school, were there like musical le- like music lessons or was it like like your high school even? Oh, yeah. Like was it like heavy? Like was it like an arts high school? No. You know, see that's one thing I'm like very jealous of, like from people being like from Me Ontario. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The man. Toronto uh, people. Toronto, yeah. For sure. Like the art schools yeah, and stuff. The and Rosedales. We, you know, and you and I ESAs. have friends from people that go to these like awesome schools. And, yeah. Uh and I'm just like, wow. You mean you can like specialize in that <laughs> from a young age? Like for totally. me it felt like it was like the programs were getting cut like all the time. Sure. So like, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of energy or effort or funding being put into the music programs. Yeah. Like growing up, I did have some great teachers like in middle school and high school. Um, but it was just, uh, it, unfortunately it wasn't like cool, you know, like you're a kid and you're like, sure. you know, and you're in high school and you're like, wow, what's, you know, what, are, what are my friends doing? And they're like, I had a couple of friends doing like band stuff, but most of them were doing maybe sports. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll try that out. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. but I still always wanted to do music. It was right. just unfortunately like you know peer pressure and stuff. You're sure, like, sure, oh. sure. Just stop. Just yeah. stop doing the music stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Well, just yeah, not to put as much effort into it. And right. I think like eventually I realized I was like, oh, who cares? <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I love doing this, so like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. back into it. But it, I think it like it's cool hearing about the schools in Ontario that have that like atmosphere where it's like. It is cool. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it is. Yeah, yeah. And other people, yeah. other people in the class are like doing that same thing. And yeah. the coolest kids in class are like 
still sick of their instruments you yeah, know yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like they're they're the captain of the volleyball team or whatever they're just like a sick woodwind player or something yeah, I mean, man. like super <laughs> yeah. random but like yeah yeah no like, yeah I totally actually. understand um was there a moment then in high school where you thought of of doing it in your post-secondary stu- studies do you remember like a moment where you, where you did you have like bands in high school? I, I did. I did have. Uh, yeah, I started a band in like grade ten, and I like I remember I wanted to start a band like from grade six, like so pretty young, like since I was like fourteen, thirteen. 14, I can't remember grades and ages right sure, now. Sure, sure. But uh, pretty young, I wanted to start a band, but I didn't start it until like grade ten, so I was like fourteen, fifteen, um, and that was that was great. You know, uh, tried our tried our best here and there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah you know, sure, definitely sure. a lot to learn. Um, but as far as considering it like full time, uh, I did know that like, I love doing it the most, but I don't know. You just like, my parents weren't doing it. And like, so you, and like no one I really knew was doing the music industry like full time. Right. Uh, so, and I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I applied for classical bass actually at the university of Victoria totally botched it like (laughs) (laughs) i got like an upright bass and i'd never played it like and i got it in the summer and like the i had the audition was like two months like away and i was like "Ah, how hard is like how different is upright bass from (laughs) from electric bass because that's what i played right Mm -hmm. i wasn't even like that great electric but i was like just i was like ah, it'll be fine and uh and then (laughs) i don't even start practicing the thing until like a week before wow yeah yeah i was yeah you know procrastination station but uh yeah i just got in there started you know set the thing up had the bow out whatever and <laughs> the examination uh, professor just like puts the piece down in front of me and it was like totally different from the thing I was practicing right and of course it, you know yeah. as it should be because <laughs> yeah, it yeah. should be difficult it's like university and then I was just like <sighs> like mini panic attack tried to start playing it and it was, he's just like yeah, you know, maybe next year, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like okay, yeah, fair enough. Didn't even like. <laughs> but but then you eventually got in, right? No, no, because like I, I didn't play upright bass. Like so, I took a year off after okay. high school. Okay, like, okay. So okay. this was initially I was gonna like right after high school do that, and then I was just like, you know what, I need to take a year off. And in that year off, I still had a band, and I was still like playing guitar. I was always playing guitar and trying to write, and like yeah, because I I loved that, but. It was uh, during that year off, I kind of just worked and partied probably too much and then kind of came to my senses and I was like, you know what, like, I think, you know, you can do music. And I, I met a good friend actually through a grocery store job I had, um, Oscar Kemp, and he he was really good. Uh, he is really good. And he was at the time he was like miles ahead of me, but like for whatever reason, like he liked hanging out with me and you know, we were trading songs and stuff. And sure, I was sure, like, sure. you know, I bet if I hang out with this guy, I could get pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sure enough, he's like, you know, the conservatory music, Victoria conservatory music, um, is like accepting applications. You know, you should apply with me. And so I did, and we both got in. And so that's when I like started actually taking it. Seriously. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On base still. Uh, yes, it was on base, but it wasn't upright. Oh, it was upright. It was upright. But, like, I had actually started practicing more because I was kind of became Oscar's bass player for, like, a lot okay, of his okay. projects that he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he understood theory and he understood, like, things that, you know, I just didn't get for some reason in, like, sure, in sure. high school. They didn't really go over theory No, yeah, that much, no, I know? get you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not trying to blame anyone except myself. I should have, like, looked at that. But it was just, anyway, so, like, I learned from him. And, uh, and then, yeah, you know, 
I was at the point where I was like ready to actually take it seriously. And yeah, yeah. Kind of learn some stuff. Yeah. So you did the conservatory, and then you made your way eventually to Humber, basically, right? You moved across the the, yeah. the country. Yes. Yeah. So that was after doing like uh, three years at the conservatory, maybe four. I'm not sure right now, but um, yeah, after I was 22 when I decided to move to Toronto. Yeah. And at that point, like I could, you know, I got into Humber because I could play, understood like jazz. And, you know, at that point I was like gigging a lot in Victoria with uh, a couple, like couple of bands I had. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my chops were a lot better. And I just kind of decided, you know, it's time to branch out and throw myself into a big pond. Yeah. 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 And how did that go? Oh yeah, it, it hurt. <laughs> but it, at first, but sure, uh, sure, I, sure. I think is it has to, and uh, and I love it now. Like, yeah, yeah, I love Toronto, and uh, I think it's super important to get out of your comfort zone. Mm. And how was your experience in the music industry from, let's say, Victoria to the Toronto music industry? Sort of going into maybe years post Humber, um, you know, the airliners, even yeah, like those. You know, I'm eventually heading to the high loves. Yeah, yeah. But 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 basically, how how were those like first couple of years just in Toronto? Like, even at Humber, did you enjoy your experience there? Yeah, I did. I loved. Uh, there were certain parts I that were challenging, but uh, overall, yes, I loved Humber. I loved the people I got to meet there. I yeah, think that yeah. was like the number one thing for me. It was like mm-hmm. you know, made so many friends from that uh, and. From that one, like I only did one year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like decided, okay, I think that's enough for me for now. But yeah, made so many good friends. And, you know, it's so cool to see so many people from just like, you know, that one year I did like doing great things out in the industry. And, yeah, yeah. You know, totally. still keeping in contact with. Um, but yeah, the, the schooling was also good because it showed me that I was not nearly as good as I thought I was. Oh, at, sure, like, yeah. you know, yeah, fundamentally as a, mu- a musician and, uh, and so it was good because it like it kind of drill camp and, you know, also the whole thing of like, you know, um, small fish, big pond kind of thing. Right. Cause, yeah. Like, yeah. You're yeah. around all these incredible musicians and a lot of them were like younger than me, too, at the time. You know, I, I was like 22 when I first got there, but there was like people that were like 18, 17, 19, 18. Yeah, 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 17 yeah. even. Yeah. And that are just like so much better than me. Totally. Like, totally. This is yeah. awesome. You yeah. know, on one hand. But then it's like, OK, wow. Like, you know. Got a got a shed. Sure, sure, as they sure, say. sure. Yeah, as they um, say, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was like the kind of the beginning first couple of years, and like so yeah, the first year was just very much just Humber because it was like full time school, yeah. and I decided to stop doing it because I was also like you know I was new in a new city and I didn't know the city really, yeah. Because um, the one year I spent, the first year I was here, I was always just driving to to Tobacco to to school, right in Tobacco, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then back and and then I did work a teaching job too, uh, in Mississauga. So it was like, and then I was also trying to do an original band at the time, and it was just all this. Yeah, I a didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, and I was in a full time relationship too that I lived with a partner at the time. So it was, uh, yeah, I just didn't have uh, a lot of time to explore the city. Yeah, and so that's why I felt like okay, it's you know, it's time. yeah, it's time to sure. yeah. Sure. Explore that, and then that's where you started airliners, basically. Mm. No, so like, yeah, airliners. Uh, the that started actually in Victoria. In Victoria. Yeah, yeah, a year, maybe like a year and a half before I left. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that was, 
yeah, that was a fun project for sure. It was just kind of like a duo, my buddy Tyler and I, and uh, and we kind of modeled it after like Calling Oats and and Wham, like you know, kind of pop duo, just like goofy, fun disco, yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah, times yeah. music, and uh, yeah, and then so we just like we did an EP uh, songs. We had like we were both songwriters, so we wrote a lot, and we picked our favorite songs and made an EP out of them, and just put it up on SoundCloud, and it did like pretty well for like a, you know, no promotion at all mm-hmm. um like i didn't know business at all and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was a, you know we could have i think you know taken it and we wanted to take it and like maybe make it a thing and then so that was the first year in toronto or sorry the second year in toronto time right. moved out here and then we were like okay let's give it a proper go yeah like, yeah give airliners a shot um and then yeah he just kind of decided it wasn't for him and that's the thing is like the music industry can be difficult yeah yeah of course for everyone yeah yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah yeah and then this gives away, <laughs> we're still in the origin story here, folks. This gives way into the high loves eventually. And how we met, too. Yeah. And how we met. Yeah, exactly. September 2017. Oh. There you go. Oh, my God. Um, through a uh, friend of the podcast, Julian LaFerriere, mm-hmm. um, who had played a gig, I believe, with the airliners. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, Julian was, uh, if I may. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, please. Yeah, he joined us on drums because I was. Uh, he was in the same year as me at Humber, I think. Might have been a year above. But I met Julian at Humber and fantastic drummer. Um, great guy. And yeah, we were I just asked if like I showed him the airliner's EP. I told him this is we were gonna be making this project in the city and he liked it. And yeah. And so it was just the three of us, Tyler, Julian and I. And yeah, we were uh we only did one show, but it was honestly I think it was a great show. I think it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Go. I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, uh Julian put a lot of work in, he sounded great. And uh and we had a fun time it was at supermarket in Kensington. Classic and spot. Always, yeah, always a good time there. <laughs> and uh and that was that was kinda it. Um so, you know, unfortunately Tyler decided to move back and then so it just didn't continue. Yeah, yeah. But then how we met Matt was I decided, you know, I wanted to start uh another project. Mm-hmm. Kind of like more indie rock, rock focused initially, and uh, and I had asked Julian initially if he had time to do it, and he was busy touring with a bunch of people. Yeah, and yeah. He recommended yeah. you. Yeah, and, new to uh, the city, uh, yeah. new in town, brand new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, like I think, I think a couple weeks after I got to the city, you were like, "Hey, like, do you want to meet <laughs> for this coffee on Bloor or whatever?" And yeah. uh, even when I still walk by that area, I still think about that first meeting. Oh, it's magical. Yeah, there's it's a good name, right? <laughs> I, I tear in my eye every time. <laughs> I sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what was like the the or like here I am topic two the mm-hmm. high loves mm-hmm. the origin story of the band like yes <laughs> <laughs> like was it like for you as the as the band leader was it like okay i have all these 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 guys in mind then we'll just get together because i knew i was i was sort of late to the project as well a little bit uh, yeah it was like I, still the first few moments but uh, still like there was there was matt marco yourself and then i yes and then yeah yeah i came in basically. yeah exactly i mean it did it did seem to ha- as i recall it seemed to happen pretty fast yeah 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 but yeah i think you were the, the last piece um but uh, it was I had I'd been writing some songs and I had demos, so yeah. I had like serotonin and high rise, and then let me, and then a couple other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah they were <laughs> some fan favorites there yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, were, it was a good like session. I just had like a creative spurt of like you know I had ideas and I kind of had an image of what 
I wanted the band to be about, like, and uh, concept. And and Matt Bottenheimer, who I was living with at the time, he was, like, kind of the first guy I brought these, like, songs to. Yeah. And made these demos. And we just kind of were, like, longtime friends from Victoria as mm. well. We used to gig a lot out there. And, you know, he just, I was like, do you want to do, like, a rock band? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, I love rock music a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's a, a trumpet a major, he, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's different. a whole thing to do. Oh, totally. But, you know, he's a jack of all trades and yeah. and he loves all different kinds of music and he loved rock, too. So I was like, yeah, do you, you know, do you want to do this? And I showed him the songs. and He's like, yeah, dude. you know, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Matt, like just positive energy, ready yeah. to go. So, uh, yeah, once he was on board, I was like, let's just make it like a, you know, a four piece, get another guitar player and a drummer. Yeah. Um, and then. So for, like, guitar player, I had seen Marco do his, like, uh, third-year kind of performance final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, for some reason, I didn't actually connect with him the year I was at at Humber. Like, I knew of him, but I didn't, like, meet him. And that kind of happened with other people. Like, River, I didn't actually connect with sure, until sure. after. Until later, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw his final, and I was just, like, blown away. I was like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He's a great, great player. Yeah, great player, great guy. And, uh, and then... So, like, I met Marco at Matt's birthday party uh, he was having, and then, yeah, he was also turned out to be, like, just great guy, hilarious, and we just, you know, hit it off. And and I asked him, like, if he was had time or if he was interested in doing this project, and I sent him the songs, and he's, you know, he said yes. Yeah, so interesting. Like, great. Right away. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And, um, yeah. Can I ask you about the early years of the High Lows? Oh, yeah, the early years. <laughs> <laughs> Without sort of being, like, uh third party here myself but uh -huh. like what were your th what were your like what are your memories of like the early years and the first like ep oh the first ep and stuff uh it was a lot of fun i mean like i think starting any project there's a lot of like looking back now there's a lot of uh um like preparation you know it's a lot of like the early you, you got to grow you know sure you're, you're pretty small yeah, so yeah, like yeah, infancy, yeah. right? And it's got to grow, and there's a lot of uh, directions it could go in, which is also really exciting. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, but it was fun. Like, overall, it was a lot of fun. And I think, like, the memories I had were working on those demos with you guys. Yeah, and, yeah. And going into the studio with uh, <clears throat> with Andrew, with River. Yeah. And, uh, and Humber rehearsals. Yeah, Humber rehearsals, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah those first few yeah. Humber rehearsals. Uh, Super fun and Owls Club, Owls Club, the, yeah, the early the shows, second too. show. I mean, I didn't yeah. know Toronto. At yeah, all, yeah, hey, so, me neither. Yeah. yeah, so it was like it was. Yeah, Matt didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like uh, fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, just like hundred percent. It's like, should we play a show here? It sounds like a cool place. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, totally. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and same with the songs and the writing and the producing and and the mixing and the mastering. It was all just kind of. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it, I know this is a, it's a common question that's asked mm -hmm. many times, but even just still in the early years of the high loves, uh -huh. if you had to go back and tell yourself something or tell yourself the tell us the band something, like yeah. what would you what would you have said to maybe even just concentrate on this more than that? Or like for those who are yeah. listening, starting a band now. Oh yeah. Like what would what would you say to those people? I think, well, f to myself first, I would say to relax. Cause sure. like, I think I <laughs> was definitely a lot more stressed out then. And I think stress is never a good thing. Um, and like stressed in the sense where I was like, I wanted the project to be great now, you know, like sure, right now. Sure, sure. And it's, 
I think I needed to take a step back and be like, it's already good. Like, we're having fun. Got great players, great people around. Mm. And I think, like, eventually I learned to kind of do that more. And because, like, that's, like, still one of my go-tos is just to, like, take a step back. You know? Right, right, right. Take a breath. You right. know, kind of, like, meditate. And, uh, and yeah, so I think, like, looking back, being, like, for me, starting that band, like, look at look at the weaknesses, too, right? Sure. But, like, with, like, a, you know, like, a loving light. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like, oh man, like, can't believe I didn't get that take. You know, <laughs> sure, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. like, oh man, maybe I should be a better singer at this time. And you know, and some of it might be true, but it's like, look at it, like, you know, okay, well, here's what I got to do to get better at these things, right. and like, here's where I need to improve at. You know, uh, so I think, yeah, focusing on weaknesses in like a positive light. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about like the 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 first like tour? The first did. tour, oh, the, that was, the, <laughs> the 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 serotonin EP release tour situation. That was a blast. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Like Ontario and plus Montreal type of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. What were your like expectations? Like first tour, first like rock rock band situation uh-huh. tour. Like, what were your expectations? And what were like? What were you surprised about? <laughs> oh man. Uh so uh expectations I think I tried to keep pretty low just because I didn't I knew I didn't know really what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So sure, like it sure. would be pretty unwise for me to be like, this is gonna be the best thing ever, or like the worst thing. But uh I just I wanted us to obviously I wanted people to be at the shows and like to have a good time and you know, um yeah, looking back on them. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, I think it's interesting because touring, like being a touring artist, like I kind of, I did book that, I think myself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. booked that tour myself and we didn't have like a booking agent with us. And so I think looking back, like booking agents, great. Yeah. There's a reason that there's, a, there's sure, a, sure, such sure. thing as a booking agent. Yeah. But also I think like as an independent artist, like you got to learn those skills, right? Like working on your weaknesses, like I mentioned. So it's like, you know, it was my first, first time booking for yeah. us. Uh, that being said, I think we had some great successes. Uh, I think, you know, very much thanks to you and Matt and to Marco and, you know, we all pulled our weight in different ways and like brought people out to shows and the opening bands we played with. And it was, uh, it was it was such a learning experience. I think touring is like the number one thing for like a new band to do or any band to do. You know, I agree. I, get out there. Yeah, yeah. Get get your get your new audience in new new cities. Yeah, because the, the 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 touring in your or the shows that you book in your own city can only give you so much in regards to sort of growth and stuff. Yeah, um, and there's al- yeah there's also something about like being on the road and like and what it does to your mindset. And like going show to show and being like, oh man, there's five people here. But then you're like, oh man, there's five people here, you know? Yeah. And you like switch <laughs> yeah, yeah. it and you're like, sure. This is great. Let's play like sure. the best we can. These people came out. That's great. And then yeah. some, you know, and then the next show, there might be 50 people. Totally. You know, there might be 100 people. And so it's like this kind of, I think, crushing your expectations in a, again, in a good way is like, it's yeah. good because it's like, you know, uh, you always got to play your best, I think, and you always got to put on a show and like your A game, no matter even if it's like you don't like, you might not like the venue, you might like the setup might be a nightmare. Yeah, sound check was shit. Uh, yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, your monitors might be feeding back the whole yeah. time or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like learning to be professional mm-hmm. and like a professional band. Totally. 
earlier you mentioned mm-hmm. like um uh now knowing how much a a booking agent could really make a difference <laughs> yeah. on, on on tour yeah. um did, was there like a i guess it, it, and this goes beyond like the music business and music management and music logistics stuff but uh in regards to like letting sort of roles and responsibilities go to some to other people mm-hmm. like have you ba- not necessarily battled but what have you discovered through that change now of having the booking agent for instance or having somebody to like essentially like do your website or do your some do your, some of your socials or whatever like has there been a, a a battle of sort of letting those responsibilities go to other people like how how have you been with that he, yeah i think it's it's super important you have to sure. eventually get to a point and it comes down to like uh you need to uh, yeah you need to delegate there's so many talented people out there creatives and uh and it enriches the whole experience and the whole project to include and bring people on board. Yeah, I think because you know, I'm I can only do so much. I'm just one person, and uh, so yeah, it's it's tricky finding. It can be tricky finding the right people. Yeah, but uh, once you find someone that's like the right person and the right you know team member, it like it does it can do so much. Yeah. So you know, I'm not a visual person at all. Like having a a graphics person, visual person, like shout out to Lucas, uh, Trevlin is doing all the work right now. He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so it like, I think it's with any industry, you know, you're going to have to have to delegate. So just like trusting those people and, you know, like working with them over time, you know, building up those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Building a team. Yeah, exactly. Building a team. Huge. And don't like just jump into anything. Sometimes you have to for a one-off or whatever, but like, Yeah, building relationships, building a team is like it's everything. It really like mm. does so much. We talked about then. What about now? What mm. what is it like being a band in like twenty twenty three? Let's say. Mm. Um, what are some of the challenges that you 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 face right now? Like as as a band, as an artist, as a individual in the scene mm. too. Like, are there some things that stand out to you right now? Scheduling rehearsals, man. Still really, pain in the ass. huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Everyone, it's just <laughs> life is busy, man. You know, like yeah. it's it gets busy. But no, I'm for- fortunate that like everyone in the band is super committed and like uh, the the real like challenges. I think. Yeah, okay, like I'm kind of joking, but scheduling, you know, it, it is like yeah, no, sometimes it's a, it's we'll a get thing. gig offers and it'll be like a great gig or great opportunity. And Marco's got another gig. Yeah. Or Jane might have a gig or Jeremy's on a vacation or I'm on vacation or something, right? Uh, so it's just like it's life, you know, learning to manage those things and, and uh, figure out how you can still make the opportunities work. Because yeah. it's, it's unrealistic to be like, uh, yeah, you should have your whole life open to, sure, to sure, this because sure. it's like things will happen and you yeah, know, yeah. there's other things. Uh, balancing the, the time management thing. We talked about it in last week's episode of the podcast. Please check that out if you haven't. <laughs> Just a little plug, a shameless plug yeah. there. But time management in regards to like dreaming and doing all these things and mm-hmm. wanting to do everything and wanting to do everything, but actually being realistic with your time mm-hmm. professionally, but also personally having a time for yourself having having the time for your loved ones as well yes and uh, the people around you and stuff yeah. totally you can't say yes to every gig and if you do say yes to every gig well some maybe those the the quality of those gigs as well might lower i don't know if you had experiences with that it's like oh, we yeah. can't say yes to everything because if we do 
Mm. There will be a lot of shitty gigs kind of thing. Oh, and you could burn out too. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, of course. It's very yeah. scary and real. And yeah. yeah, like goes back to like spending time with like loved ones and, and your own personal life. Like you have to, you have to do that because then, you know, if you get to a show and your like personal life isn't good, if you're not good as like a person, then like what are you giving the audience, right? Preach. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You mentioned scheduling. Yeah. The high loves in my eyes because, you know, I was in the band, whatever. Hell yeah. Uh, and just knowing sort of like just bands in general. Mm-hmm. I have I have here musician turnover in regards to not even members in the band, but sort of trying to schedule gigs with like a different bass player or yeah. River playing drums. Yeah, yeah. Or like, it, I just, I just <laughs> yeah, great gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just Sorry, like, yeah. just maybe a couple minutes on the reality of that in mm-hmm. regards to the band for you is is sort of different than I guess the individuals I guess. Yes, I, and I know that's not ideal, right? Mm. That's not an ideal situation. But yeah. doing the gig anyway is yeah. is is very commendable. Actually, I want to. That's it's oh, great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's. You know, I talked about earlier in 2018, like the band was in its infancy, and now yeah. I feel like we're at a different stage where it's like we're kind of more uh, getting into like the ad- adulthood responsible <laughs> phase, where it's like, uh, you know, thank you know, we're lucky enough that we're kind of known in certain ways, like yeah. people, you know, and, and there's a reputation uphold for us. So I think uh, it's important to like to if we say we're going to do something, do it. Yeah, um, and you know, and that sometimes requires getting subs, which is not, again, like I said, it's, it's not ideal because, you know, you want everyone to be like the, the core members that have put all their time and energy. That being said, you know, we've been super lucky to work with some great people and great subs. And yes. Like, yeah. Honestly have not, uh, have not suffered from it at all. I think because, you know, our subs have been great. Um, and you know, people, uh, you know, there's a lot of great working musicians out here, yeah. such as yourselves, right? You hey, know, like playing with go. a lot of different artists, and and it's a thing. So we're fortunate that like that can that can happen and continue to go. But I think it's important to uh, to just make it happen how it can happen until you know the dream is that the the band becomes sustainable enough that it's like the main source of income for there you for go, the core man. members. Then sure. it's like you know you don't have to, you know it's the job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still is a job, but it's like. Uh, it's like building towards the full-time thing. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And again, you said as well, like, becoming those responsible adults with responsibilities as individuals and in relationships. People, mm-hmm. some, some of the guys are getting married, you know. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jaden. Shout out Jaden, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, you know, kids and stuff. I'm yeah. in bands with guys, kids, um, <laughs> and, and all that stuff. And it's and it's just, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, you know, the band come second but that's how life goes mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's better like that than not you know <laughs> yeah, what i'm saying well, yeah, exactly yeah. i would yeah. never want to like up upheave or you know mess up someone's life totally so, yeah totally um what about like the songwriting recording processes as a band in 2023 and i have to <laughs> say in 2023 because yeah songwriting now and we'll talk about it a little later on as well but even the recording process um, it's changing in 2023. What are your thoughts when I just say that songwriting mm-hmm. in 2023, recording in 2023, mm-hmm. some differences there just yeah. overall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll just talk about like what I know and like, 
uh, from my experience as a songwriter. Yeah. But it has, yeah, like you said, it has changed a lot. I think it's like so much is being like for us. There's we're demoing our songs a lot now. Yeah, like it's kind of uh, before I. Like, we've always kind of demoed them, but before I would demo them, like, and not very well. I'm not a great uh, engineer, so I'm not sure. great, you know, like, with sure. Logic and stuff uh, and Pro Tools, I'm not I'm not so great with that. But I think with, like, recently we've been working with uh, Andrew Fields um, as our, uh, as our like, producer on our new set of songs, and, and he's he's the best. Love working with him. He also mixes our stuff. Um but we've been working on demos with him. So, like, I still, like, for the songwriting in 2023, what I'll do is, like, kind of acoustic guitar still. Or, yeah. like, maybe maybe make a quick demo on Logic, like, just with some layers and a basic layers of the song with the harmonies. And, and you know, I like to have the lyrics and the melody and the structure. Yeah. And then I'll send that to the band. And if they like it, if they like that song, uh, then it gets, like, the green light. And then we can actually work on it and, like build it and, right. and then that goes like right into the the production also still songwriting i think because a lot yeah, changes no, in of course the, like yeah. demo stage so like you know we've worked with andrew on that sometimes we'll work with just like jeremy's studio because he's a great engineer and producer as well um and i think that's been so much more efficient and effective for us because we've kind of made some mistakes like where We've worked on songs and in rehearsals, and you can still do that, but, like, because we're not hearing it back right away, like, the full picture, like, it turns out to be, like, five different things. Sure. Or everyone just develops a different expectation from the song. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't really, you're not actually hearing the whole song, but you think it should be a certain way. Yeah, And yeah. you really lean into it, and then you go and record it, and then you're like, oh, that's not how I thought it sounded at all. Totally, Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. It, yeah, it can be super, you can surprise yourself. So, mm. um, yeah. There's something to be said as, as well about like just doing some of the songwriting and um, producing like in the studio mm -hmm. because you can take, you can, you can go away from the studio and still have that song in the Dropbox or in the Google mm -hmm. Drive yeah, and check yeah. it out Dropbox. when you, when you're at home yep. or uh, the day after or yeah. the week after and, and you give yourself some space from it as well. Space is yeah. so key. Yeah. 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 I like that. And passing it around as well mm -hmm. throughout the people, but even some outside people, hey, this person in this other band, what do you think about this? Or yeah. sitting down with a beer or something yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the park or, yeah. or or being like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, um, I think it's it's so important to be able to do that now. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, please. Yeah. It's like, it's one, it's a, it's a great, great change that's kind of happened that, yeah, that yeah. we can do that. I think yeah, that, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can just quickly make a demo and, and share it with your friends. And I love that part of the writing and the, and the, the process, like, yeah. you know, obviously release tape for a song is like, it's like super exciting, probably the most, but I personally do love like the early demo stages when you're sharing it with friends and like other people in bands or, you know, opinions that you really value. Um, and you're just getting that initial response. Yeah. You know, even that's if great. it's not like finished or, even close to it, it's still, it's like, I think that's super important to do. Mm -hmm. I have a note here, mm -hmm. dealing with industry, just in regards to, I guess, the music business now, um, are there things that the high loves are still, like, questioning, like, in regards to the industry, like, mm -hmm. where are y'all at in, in, without necessarily, like, I'm not pressuring you to say anything here, really, um, but just, like, uh, <laughs> 
are there things that y'all are currently thinking about in regards to the industry? Oh, we need this. We need to do that. Oh, yeah. oh it's important for us to, you know, play, like, do more TikToks or, yeah. like, like all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. is, is there anything that's, like, on your mind right now? Yeah, there's a lot, usually. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I like to make lists. Totally. Um, and those, that helps me sleep at night. Um, but I think there's a lot, you know. Yeah. I, I think having the mindset that, like, I know nothing has been really good for me nice because it's like then you're always open to like learning things Mm -hmm. uh and and i think there's just it's like you said right it's changing i think that's such all the time and that's such a great thing about this podcast that you know like i love that you started this because it's that you get to talk with so many creative people and um and just try and get a grasp on what's happening even even myself like i don't even know like yeah you know i like you said i think it's it's so good to have that mindset because even with these new conversations every week I'm still learning every something every time. Oh yeah. Um yeah. thanks for I those bet. who are listening and thanks for, for what you're saying there. Cheers. Hey. Yeah. Um no, that's great. It's it's great to have that mindset. Yeah. Um what are the high loves here I have? What 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 do y'all have like upcoming? What what's next? What what oh, do you want to say to these people who are listening? Like you got a couple mm. shows coming. Yeah. This is only coming out next Tuesday, yeah. by the way. Um so not the show this Friday, basically, <laughs> but but are there things upcoming that y'all are even working on yeah. right now? Yeah, we got a lot on the go, and I'm very excited, very, very excited, because I think we have, um, like, our best songs yet, and, like, yeah. our just, uh, our best, hopefully, era yet, um, a lot of it is still, like, in the works, because, yeah. it, you know, it does take time. Sure. Uh, I think that the music is is there. I mean, it's still being worked on, but there's, there'll be, you know, we'll be releasing stuff over the next few months, and uh, we do have a couple of tours maybe we're oh, working on as well, there you and, go. Uh, you know, some other shows. So, it, honestly, you know, if you feel like checking us out and, uh, s- you know, staying tuned, we have, like, through our Instagram, we kind of release everything on there. And, yeah, yeah. You know, TikTok's still trying to figure out. That's uh, <laughs> same, <laughs> yeah, same here. It's a tricky yeah. one. But, you know, we try on there, and uh, if if you like to follow us on Spotify, check out the stuff. But, uh, yeah, th- there's, a, there's a lot. And I, I can't quite say yet. No, no, please, I, I that's want so it, fine. I want it to be, like, yeah. just, just right, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah comes out. Please check out the High Loves. Uh, we're not done this podcast, just to say. We're just <laughs> just, just getting into the songwriting no, part no. now. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I just want to recap that with, with, with what's upcoming for the group, because it's a great band. We're back. 28th episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast. Noah Moncton here from the High Loves. But also, just Noah Moncton. We're going to talk about some (laughs) songwriting. Um, And songwriting because, you know, I know you as well as just a songwriter, as well as a a band leader, musician. I do love songwriting. There you go. Where does songwriting come from for you? Like, do you you remember, like, the, the first songs? Uh... Like, I couldn't play them back for you, but I No, do, no, no, I yeah. Do, yeah, I do remember, like, yeah, when I started going at it and yeah. trying to write songs. Um, Is it mostly, like, keys or guitar or bass, uh, even? I think it was, it started with guitar for me, and then yeah. I, like, did some on keys. Like, I kind of lost my piano abilities because I, rem- I was, like, I thought it was uncool when I was doing the classical stuff. Sure. And I'm so disappointed in myself that, about that because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wish I was still like savvy with piano as much as I was because it was actually okay and you know maybe one day I'll get back into it I'd love yeah. to but uh it was 
guitar mostly. And I think why I started it was, for one, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I just love songs always. And I sure. like I kind of felt like I I liked analyzing them. Songs I loved, I would listen to over and over and over again. Yeah, And yeah. I'd be like, oh, that part is like that. And then because of that, and then that is cool. Um, you know, hits here because of that. But also, I think, is a form of communication. Um, and, you know, that might seem pretty obvious. But I, th- I think, like... I had a difficult time as a kid, like, um, having like a, uh, feeling like I was heard properly, uh, with, and just kind of communicating some feelings that I just, uh, was having a tough time getting out, you know? Sure. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it was like, it was kind of, you know, when I was sad, I would, I would pick up a guitar and start playing and, you know, come up with a tune and then I'd feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when those were those 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 first moments were like? As in, like what age? What age? Thing? Yeah, uh, I think it was like I started messing around when I like come up with ideas when I was like, you know, any from like six on the piano, six years old on the piano, yeah. I start coming up with stuff. But uh, like around eleven, twelve on the guitar, and then like actually started writing lyrics and like song ideas like down more. When I was uh, like 13, 14. Oh, yeah. Kind of it was went, like middle school, yeah, like uh, super heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hair yeah. Like this. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah I get that. <laughs> Do you remember like where, like, your, like, was it mostly like in your room you would start like writing songs? Something? Would you like isolate yourself in, oh, in yeah. the room and <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. You lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah turn yeah. the lights down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, yeah, it it was generally in in my room, and it was uh it was kind of like a, a respite, you know, like um a sanctuary, and I would just kind of sure. strum stuff out, and it was always like feeling based as well. Yeah, I think like songwriting for me when when I like get like a chill or like a like an emotion kind of comes up, and then I can just loop that part, and it continuously gives me that emotion or that feeling. Then I'd be like, oh, that's something. And I wasn't, like, I think initially when I started writing songs, like, I actually was very bad with lyrics. Like, I didn't know when I would listen to music, I would be like, I don't know what he said, but it sounded cool or what she said. Like, you know, I couldn't sing the lyrics back to you. So I'd be, like, writing melodies a lot of the time um, when I was younger. And then the lyrics I had were kind of copy and pasted from other songs that I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Uh, which I think a lot of kids and just people starting off in general uh, have done, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... Uh, that's what I've heard from friends that are other songwriters, but like, you know, you learn, you kind of, you take things from a certain song, you put it in another song and you try yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're, you're always writing something that somebody's probably wrote written before. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah, so it was a, it was a communication tool for me. And I think like also a, a, a coping in a form of therapy sure. as well. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of those like early influences for you? Um, you know, I think I I was into heavier stuff when I was younger. Like goes back to the angst uh, again. Sure, yeah. but like uh, you know, Zeppelin was pretty big on me for like as an influence for um, those angsty years, and especially just getting into guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's obviously Jimmy, yeah. yeah, it's pretty big guitar <laughs> band. <laughs> There's some riffs yeah. there. Yeah. So I I loved loved that. I loved riffs riffs, uh, and you know I could catch most of the lyrics too yeah they had you know obviously zeppelin has some heavier (laughs) lyric stuff but uh 
they were a big influence initially. And so a lot of my earlier songs were like blues based stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then uh and then I found out about the Beatles later. You know, I always like kinda knew about them, you know, hard to miss them, but I didn't really listen to them until I was like eighteen. Yeah. And I think that's when my like songwriting started to actually get like kinda interesting. It was you know, I was forming more of my own Music taste, because, like, before then, it was a lot of, like, what my parents had for records. I mean, I had my own iPod and stuff, mm -hmm. but it was, I was listening to a lot of pop, uh, yeah, like yeah. whatever was popular. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, like, rock that I like to listen to as well. And, yeah. like, I loved rock, but it's hard to be a great, like, rock vocalist or a great rock songwriter sure. at a young age. Yeah, or yeah. just any kind of songwriter, I guess. Yeah. But, like, my voice definitely couldn't do those things. And yeah. then, you know, when I found out about the Beatles and stuff, I was like... It's more like it's not easy to sing their stuff, but it was like there were certain songs that could, yeah, you know, and they like, were younger, just were, just yeah, just generally just younger as they, well. Yeah, exactly. So if you had to compare mm -hmm. that process to you know with your early influences, mm -hmm. Zeppelin, Beatles, and stuff, mm -hmm. um, to sort of your process now mm -hmm. and and that journey from then to now, mm -hmm. are there some pinpoints where you 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 could be like? Okay, this is where I got better, changed. or like yeah. changed, or like yeah. maybe uh, an album that you listen to, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is such a pivotal moment in in the process. Yeah, it's a good question. There's a lot. There's a lot of changes, and I think like a lot of pivotal moments, and I think I'm always still looking for those moments because yeah. I love it when it happens and you find something. We talk about it sometimes oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think. Yeah, like, the one that's popping in my mind right now is, like, Casey Musgraves, like, Golden yeah. Hour, like, that sure. record, like, you know. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's just, like, just great production across the board, but also it's just songwriting, you know. There's always an acoustic guitar, and it's just great songs, and, uh, yeah, like, kind of flawless in my mind, like, in terms of the songwriting yeah. and the execution the record, of the songs. Like, like yeah. the Casey Musgraves oh, yeah, record, yeah. yeah. I just, I love finding... Uh, records like that where it's just like a kind of master class and you're like wow <laughs> yeah you know um, and there's there are like a lot of those and a lot of moments and I think like another moment for me like lyrically has been I started doing this exercise uh, that um, it's kind of like flow of consciousness where I'll like if I know I'm going to be trying to write a song that day or like and also like putting like, I'm sorry, I'll go off on a side tangent. But, like, when I know I'm going to write a song, because I like to set the intention that I'm going to, like, write a song right. that day, I think, like, writing, like, having intention and kind of putting that out there mm -hmm. is really helpful for me. Um, but having that intention and that morning, like, waking up, because I like to write in the afternoon or the morning usually, and uh, just having writing for about, like, half an hour, 15, to ha 15 minutes to half an hour, just flow of consciousness, uh, I'll just write on a page and the, like I have a couple of rules where I try not to repeat the same words or the same sentences and uh, also just whatever comes up. Like right. You just can't judge it. Yeah, right, try right, not to right. judge it and just like right, 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 right. whatever is going through your mind. Mm -hmm. You just put it on the page. And that's usually not where I'll get lyrics from. But what I find happens is then when I'm like I'll have a melody because I'm pretty quick at coming up with melodies usually. Uh, lyrics kind of sometimes can have slowed me down. But once I do that exercise, then I go look at the, like, I have these melodies, and I can just kind of quickly come up with, like, five or six different verses. Right. And that, like, sentences or, or image, imagery that, like, I would never have, like, in my day-to-day -day have thought about. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we all have, like, our default mindsets, sure. you know? No, this and is great. it just kind of shakes that up, and it's like, uh, and it just kind of, like, because I like to just 
be thinking about like nothing, you know, like Zen as much as possible and yeah, just yeah. kind of like let ideas flow through. That's great. So I think coming to like the biggest, like the, the points like of my songwriting evolution uh, to like get to a point where I can just not think about anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And then sort helpful. of get to a point in your day where you're not necessarily thinking about other things or, or the, the fogginess is gone maybe. Yeah. Yeah, brain fog for sure. Yeah. Or you're you're sort of like uh, it's sort of like you're exercising before the game kind of thing, or you're stretching before the game. Exactly, or it is. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like an athlete might stretch or you know warm up kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's like shaking those expectations and those patterns. Mm. I think like a lot of people have patterns. Yeah, I know I do, and I definitely have had expectations for songwriting, and it's good to have like set intentions, but I think to have expectations can kind of like kill a good idea a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. When do you know a song's like ready to be shared with with others? I honestly, I'm not sure. I really, yeah. you know, like I, yeah. I I know when it gives me a feeling, uh, and if it gives me like a feeling and emotion, like or you know, I'm excited about it. Then then I think like, oh, you know, hopefully someone else will get excited about it yeah. too. I have it like generally. That's when I'll like try and show it, but I really I'm not sure because. Uh, I think you can you can get caught in a trap of like always working on a song and always like making it better and like in production and stuff. Um, but like knowing when to like kind of put a pin in it, it's it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's really difficult. Totally. But not overdoing things is important. Mm-hmm. Just kind of being like, okay, yeah, here's the idea. I mean, again, like the only thing I go off of mostly like is just feeling. Like, if I still feel something from that song. Later. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can still, I'll still use an analytical mindset from time to time. Be like, oh, it's smart maybe how we use that, you know, that chord instead of, like, a regular five chord to go into the chorus. Or, you know, yeah. uh, the transitions here are cool. Or the that uh, sound we got for that guitar part is cool. You know, there's, yeah, like, yeah, analytical yeah. things you can look at. Um, But it's just, again, like, when I listen, put on headphones or on a s- stereo and just listen to the song back, like, can I be a listener and enjoy the song? Right, right, right. Or that idea. Yeah. Because, like, I'll find that, like, if it's a good idea, even if I, like, have, like, because I'll do a voice note of it, a recording or something, and I'll listen back to it on my headphones. And if it's a good song, usually you get it. Right, right, right. But then there's also the other side (laughs) where it's, like, sometimes you don't get it. And you're, like, you think maybe something's there and you show it to someone. And then they're like, no, no, that's that's a thing. Right. Because there's, there's also been that. So yeah, I don't know if yeah. I'm like shooting myself in the foot. The, the day after something you listen yeah. back and you're like. <sighs> yeah, or it could be really bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. space thing, like you said, right? Like, totally. You're like, oh, first day you're just jamming out. And you're like, oh, this is going to be the best song. Yeah, <laughs> the next totally, day you're like, totally. You're like, nope, <laughs> nope, not that one. Yeah. Um, w- w- when when does, um, when, I guess, and, well, no, when we already asked. How do you now translate it to like a band setting? <clears throat> the song is it? Yeah, is it through the demo? Is it being like, oh, okay, well, I think Jaden's gonna play this on the drums, mm-hmm. so we're gonna demo it like a certain way, or like, how does it get translated to from a singular mind of your own mm-hmm. to the high lows, basically? Yeah, yeah good question. Uh, it's it's always a work in progress, but I think we've kind of settled into um, a bit of a like routine of how we like to go about things. And that's like, I'll come up with the 
the root of an idea and send it to the rest of the band. And if we all like it, then we start working on it. Yeah. And by working on it, that means like everyone starts adding their own parts. Yeah. Like I don't like to tell Jaden what to do on drums, really. I like to, or Marco what to do on guitar or Jeremy what to do. Like I'll give ideas, like, because I still have an idea of like the overall thing in my mind. Yeah. But I like to just, because I trust their, them a lot. They're all great musicians and, mm-hmm. and uh, producers in their own right. So I like to just let them have a take on let it. Let them do the thing. And then, because yeah. I think that's what makes it interesting, you know, and then it's not just me. That's what makes it kind of a band. And it's and then they'll come in and do a thing. And then once we've all kind of got our rough ideas, then we start collaborating it. And it's like kind of chipping away. Yeah. Like, you know, a marble statue or something. I don't know, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. analogy. But like just chipping st- something away until you get like what's underneath there. Yeah. And refining it. And everybody has their own different process, right? Every yeah, band, every everyone. group has yeah. their, like, different roles as well. Yeah. How do you think, like, songwriting in 2023 is, like, transforming uh, in regards to, like, like ghostwriters or, like, oh, yeah. uh, like, multiple songwriters? Now, especially, like, in, like, pop-leaning mm-hmm. music or even, like, rap, mm-hmm. you get, like, a group of writers mm-hmm. together. Well, uh I'm again not an expert on that, but no, no, I yeah, like of course. from like what you know what I've done, like the co-writes I've done, the few co-writes I love doing co-writes, and I'd love to do more and more of it. Mm-hmm. So like collaborations are always a joy. I think uh, because of the age of the demo, like you said, you can share stuff with people really quick. Uh, the collaborations have I I imagine grown a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's a can be a really good thing. Um, you know, I say can be because sometimes uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Yeah, can, like kind of water something down. Um, but <laughs> it's all circumstantial. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, like, I love collaborating with people and working with other people on stuff. <clears throat> I think for, like, the high loves, it's very, uh, very much like a unit. And we've kind of included Andrew in this process as well. Yeah, Andrew now, feels, yeah. Which has been awesome. Uh, but it's always, every every group is different. And so, I don't know. I think collaboration is overall a very, very good thing. Yeah. Because it can be dangerous. <laughs> I don't know, dangerous. But it can be, like, uh, unproductive if if you think, like, you know it all, all the time. Like, by you, I mean, like, I, if I say, like, I know it all. Yeah, all yeah, the time. yeah, like yeah, The sure. primary songwriter mm-hmm. is like, Meh. But that being said, it's also good to have um, a strong sense of direction. And yes. Not to, not to get pushed around with your idea and be like, and stand by something if you believe in it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, like, hear someone out. Mm-hmm. You mentioned songwriting for others. What has been that process, or how has been that process for you? It's different every time. Yeah. yeah like, you know, I'll talk about, like, writing with you and Akeem. Oh, like, yeah. I really love our process doing that. And... I think that's a case of Akeem is like he's the primary songwriter and we mm-hmm. come in and we help maybe finish the ideas or the songs and I think it's great because he's such a he knows what he likes. Yes. And that's great. Yeah. You know, it's so like it's so good to to have a someone know what they like. Yeah. Taste in their their own taste, you know. Um so that that can that writing sessions like that I find pretty easy. Mhm. Like easy not like you know, not like it should easy like it's just it is easy because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like here we go we know yeah, the pieces yeah, yeah. like Akeem you like that 
Sure. No? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we'll get there. And then when he does, I like get great. You know. Yeah. Because we're helping <laughs> finish his songs. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's been easy. And then I've worked with uh, other people where I think it's I've learned like it's about building a rapport too. You know, like because I I had a, a session recently with this artist from Vancouver called Madison, and we did a song that I I really like, and I think she ended up really liking too. And it was. How we kind of got there though was was just kind of finding like common grounds of like artists that we really liked, right? Because we have different genres. I mean, she's we I met her because she saw our show at North by Northeast, yeah. Uh, and so High loves like indie rock, indie pop band, and her stuff is more like kind of it's pop too, but it's like indie and like a little bit more folk, yeah, yeah, folky sure, sure, and like kind of retro and cool like that. Um, so like you know we kind of bonded over talking about Fleetwood Mac, and yeah. so that was kind of like a nice like uh in common ground yeah yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah you know yeah. uh and i think finding that is really important like before jumping on a session usually yeah yeah and having those conversations and yeah stuff. yeah yeah exactly 100%. and and also like the intention of the song because like if you're going to put a song out uh i think it's important to know like what the song is supposed to be doing you know, or how it's supposed to be making someone feel. Mm, yeah, <coughs> like establishing those like r- ground rules almost yeah. to the to the song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and like taking it past more of like then is like is it a breakup song? You know, sure. or is it uh, is it a self empowerment song? Or is it uh, you know like just a party song? Whatever. There's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's more like okay, uh, just the intention behind it. Why? Yeah, like the why, why the yeah, why yeah, why yeah, is yeah, it yeah, yeah, you know oh, um yeah and just getting to like to hopefully you know build a a good rapport yeah know? like yeah. yeah with your with with the other with the other all, writer yeah, also like, with the song itself and with the song yeah there's a relationship there to build yeah for sure yeah, that's a good point um any tips for new songwriters current songwriters anything mm-hmm. that you sort of go back to and we talk about your process mm-hmm. um any tips overall for for songwriting yeah i think you know thinking about your audience is really important um and it's something i've been doing more and more you still want to have it like you know right for yourself yeah don't don't like try and uh look at a song and be like that song's doing well i should write a song like that song because right, it's right. doing well i've done that in the past and it never turns out great <laughs> um it just always feels like a little bit hollow to me mm-hmm I mean, on sometimes maybe it can work out, but for me it hasn't. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, doing, um, like just knowing yourself, uh, knowing your story and your where you're coming from, like really working on your own voice. And, you know, like I said, when I did that, like writing, that free write thing, that just kind of helps me get to a place of like, maybe my more natural voice. Yeah. Like, okay, what do I really have to say? Knowing your values and like, <clears throat> and, uh, and what, what is the message that you want to, to convey? Yeah. You know, like having those clear intentions. And I also like, I don't know, I, I like to think I'm a pretty positive person. I like to try and stay positive And like, I think if you're lending yourself to like, uh, like trying to create a song for the reason of like healing or, or like a good feeling or like a community thing, then that kind of can help uh, like this, the song. I mean, like, you know, you can also have a sad song just be, you know, trying to go through a grieving process and, yeah, or something, you know, and that can be great too. But um, yeah, knowing yourself, 
setting intentions uh, for the song. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. I'm still learning. I'm yeah, still, I'm yeah, still, yeah, I'm no, still like learning. And like just doing it, just really just doing it, because you know, there was like an Ed Sheeran interview actually that I'd like seen a while ago, and yeah. I kind of think of this analogy he he said, but it's like turning on like a a tap like that you haven't used for a while, and for a while it's just like brown sludgy water, and then so that's like the first. 10, 20, 100 songs maybe, and then it starts getting a little bit more clear and you get a good song every once in a while. And then the tap runs like just clear. And then so you kind of have gotten into the rhythm of it. Totally. It's a muscle. Like song yeah, is yeah, totally yeah. a muscle. And, you yeah. know, developing your ears. Listening mm. to a lot of music yeah. is important too and like melodies and things you wouldn't normally listen to. Last question before we get into the game here. Mm. Um, it's a fun little thing. The game. I've I've I, I normally only ask one of these but for you. Maybe it's 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 all these. Um, do you have like a dream songwriting partnership? Like a like you know wow. if, if you know <laughs> no just a fun question. No no no. I mean for me I like you know I'm a big Beatles fan so like <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney would be a big one for Amazing. me. Amazing. Just you know he's a, you know super talented. Don't need to don't need to say much about that guy. But uh, would love to to do that. I'd meet up with him uh, if ever. Uh, also, like I, I love pop music and like good a good clean pop song. You know, yeah. uh, like by clean I just mean like efficient. You know, um, it just does what it's supposed to do. So like Max Martin too, sure. Is, you know, one of the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say um, those two guys. I mean, Nile Rodgers also. That's a like a songwriting hero for me. Yeah, he's done some amazing work. And that would be super fun, <laughs> yeah. that collaboration. So, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, the list could go on. I have a lot of songwriters that totally. I admire. What about dream gig or dream tour? Uh, dream gig. I keep thinking about, like, Budweiser stage right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah Like, yeah. that could be a while. But, like, yeah. I love that stage. Yeah. And, like, so that's a, that's a big one for me. Or the Danforth, that could be great. That's, yeah. like, kind of on a bucket list. Uh, and dream tour, would love to tour, like, Europe. Yeah. Uh, do like um, a lot of the different countries around there, mm -hmm. like you know, England, Germany, France, uh, Spain, like wherever. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm just sure. like I, sure. I, I no, love no, Europe I from every yeah. like every time I've I've been lucky enough to go and the people I've met there. Yeah, and just the music from there it's from Europe too. It's you know, it's my bag. I think <laughs> I think yeah, I yeah, enjoy yeah. that. Also, the states would be great. Yeah, you know, yeah you know, there you so, go. Yeah, and Canada. I, you yeah. know, I, I like touring. I yeah. like playing a lot, and I think there's some great people and great places out there that I'd like to go and see. So yeah, we're back. Twenty eighth episode with Noah Moncton. Uh, we're about. We're just about to hit the producers game. For those who don't know what the producers game is, is basically a chance for the listener and, and myself to uh, learn more about uh, a dream project that the guest. Your Noah would want so Noah doesn't know about this game yet either. So, what I'm asking you is basically to create your your dream album, okay? <laughs> so you'll after we come back from this break here, I'll give you a chance to sort of write it out. Mm -hmm. um, but you're gonna have to tell us what this what this album is. So, the artist who's gonna be like the who's gonna be putting it out on Spotify, basically. Okay. Who's producing the album? Okay. Who's the band? As in, like, who are the players on the record? Okay. The studio. Amazing. The city. So the studio and the city can be, you could do, like, Abbey Road, but in Toronto kind of thing. Okay. Or Abbey Road, New York. That's the, the exa example I give. Interesting. Um, 
the budget. Okay. <laughs> the era. Okay. Okay. And for you, I always add like a little flavor for each guest. Yeah. yeah. The songwriter oh. or the songwriters on the album. Okay. So anyway, we'll we'll give you a little bit of time. We'll come back. We'll record scratch back in in a second, yeah. and um, we'll give you the time to do that. Oh, that's fun. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Producer's game, no Moncton. It's warm it, AF in Toronto right now. Um, still got some water. Um, yeah, what do you got for us, Noah? Okay. Please take us through your dream yeah. album. Dream that- album. This is pretty fun. I like this game. Yeah. This is <laughs> a good game. Oh, great. Uh, uh, so, uh, start with the artist. Yeah. So, this is the artist that would be releasing, that yes. the album would be under, right? That's if there right. a singer, I'm assuming they would also be singing the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, okay. yeah. So, I picked Prince. Whoa, uh, all right. You know, I love that. Love Prince. Yeah. Uh, producers, I put uh, Quincy Jones. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Jack Antonoff as well. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, uh, and just those two for now. Uh, and then for the band, I put, uh, I had Pino Palladino on bass. Love him. Uh, Icon. Nate Smith on drums. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Elliot Easton on lead guitar yeah. for the cars. Um, and then Greg Gaines. On keys. Crazy band. Uh, yeah. Wild band. Wow. Uh, yeah. Hey, you didn't give me any limits. Yeah, yeah no, it's, p- uh, it's great. And then might as well throw in the Philharmonic Art Orchestra in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, studio, I picked Abbey Road. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, city, Toronto, because, hey, close to home, why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, budget, 200000 That might be low. That's probably low, but... Yeah. Uh, I put the era of the 80s, so you right. know, maybe the money's m- worth a little more than There you knows. go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 80s would be fun. Uh, and then songwriters, I have Dolly Parton, uh, Kenny Loggins, uh, and Nile Rodgers. <laughs> An eclectic mix, but... <laughs> sounds great. All, all hit makers, so... S- honestly, sounds like it could have happened, except Jack Antonoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. A little bit out of the era. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. What do you like about Jack's stuff? Oh, man. Uh... I've really, I've become a big fan of, like, the production on, like, a lot of the 1975 records. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what I got into. I mean, I, I'd also heard his, his solo project, Bleachers. Yeah. And, I, like, it just sounds great. Yeah. He's, he's very creative. I like his work with, like, Clario, Clario um, you know, his stuff with Taylor Swift. It just sounds awesome, too. Like, mm. I don't know. It's a lot of hits, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of hits. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and not just, like... Uh, commercially, but I, I do really, it just sounds good. Yeah. The music he works on, it just feels good too. Totally. Um, you know, Rick Rubin could have been like another producer to maybe throw in there. Yeah. I like, you know, his work a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, and why Prince? Just the legend, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, why not? Prince. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I feel like, uh, so unique, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Great. Would love to hear more. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Prince. Mm-hmm. Love you, buddy. Um, and that's how we basically end, end the end the episode. I want to thanks to uh, thank you rather uh, for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, it's yeah. been a blast. Yeah, long term friend. Hey, everybody, go check out the high loves uh, on Instagram. Check out the website. Check out Noah on his personal profile. Uh, what do y'all? What do you got, got coming up? If this comes out next Tuesday. Tuesday. So okay, after that, yeah. <laughs> So we'll have a show in September at the Horseshoe on the 21st, I believe. There you go. Check the cow, sir. 
Yes, uh, it will. Uh, I think it's the twenty first. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I will post about it. So if you'd like to check out our Instagram, that's where like we have everything. Yeah. Uh, it's all updated on there. Uh, that'll be a, a fun show. Um, and then uh, keep your eyes peeled for a tour as well. Whoa. If you're uh, if you're in the Ontario surrounding region, Whoa, so yeah. we got some other shows that we'll be announcing. Amazing around then. So yeah, great. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks for everybody who's listening to uh, check out check out the stuff online. Check out the Ace website, acecreative.com. Uh, check out the YouTube if you're listening only on audio. Uh, and if you're checking it out on YouTube, check out the audio available everywhere, every platform. Um, thanks for those who have been listening, who keep on listening, who keep on interacting. Join us at Eights Creative on uh, on on all on all platforms. And um, yeah, it's been great. Thanks everybody. Thanks, thanks for. Man. Checking it out. See you next week. Stay safe. Bye.